From MinTech, the Micro Nanotechnology Education Center, this is Talking Technicians, the podcast about technicians, who they are, what they do, and where they come from. I'm your host, Peter Kazarnov. I teach technicians and engineers at Portland Community College. In each episode, you'll meet a working technician and hear their story. That means real interviews with real technicians about real jobs. At the end of each episode, you'll hear actions you can take if you want to be a technician too. In this episode, you'll meet Tuff. Tuff works at Micron in Lehigh, Utah. Tuff, welcome to Talking Technicians. Thanks, Peter. Happy to be here. Tell me about yourself. Where do you live and how long have you been there for? So I live in Eagle Mountain, Utah, close to Lehigh, where I work. Uh, I recently moved, but um, basically it's just if you're not from Utah, great scenery and nature, but uh, it's pretty hot in summers and it gets really cold in the wintertime and snowy. So you kind of have to have a car that's good year round, basically. But everyone comes here for the nature, definitely. Is there anyone else in your household? Uh, yeah, live with my mom. We just both rent this house. I get the downstairs, she gets upstairs. Pretty good deal. <laughs> Great. So where do you work and what's your job title? So I work at Micron in Lehigh. We also go by Fab2. Um, I'm currently in metrology area. Uh, my job title is equipment technician. And metrology is the measurements for the whole process line. So the thicknesses of films, uh, the critical dimensions of lines and features on the wafers and um, electrical properties like resistance and implant um, destruction from those kinds of processes. So I kind of make sure that all of our measurement tools are up to qualifications. All the PMs are done, which are preventative maintenance. So if uh, we like to swap out lamps for, say, before they die, just so that we don't have to react to it, we just uh, do the preventative maintenance so we don't do that. And for those that might not know, what does Micron do and what is a fab? So Micron makes memory. Um, so like DRAM, like you put in your computer, um, so you're random access memory, but we also make uh, solid state drives. So our newest product was our uh, X100 stuff based on our new product. And so that's what we're making here at our facility. And uh, a fab is just um, just kind of like short for where we make the product. So it's all in a clean room environment or uh, I think a level 100 fab or something like that, or class 100. Um, basically it's just, uh, how many particles we can have per square foot of air. And, uh, the fab is where we make all the product in that clean room. Like I said, and it travels throughout an automated system from tool to tool and enclosed foops, uh, which are front opening unified pods. But the fab is just where we make all the product. And besides your role in metrology, what do other technicians do at Micron? So there's a lot of different process areas. Um, so there's metrology, um, which we do all the measurements, right? And then there's loads of other areas such as diffusion, CVD, PVD, implant, CMP, wet process, dry edge, and um, RDA. Um, and all of these areas do something um, specific 
uh, for building our product. So um, I could go into details all of those, but we'd probably be here for 30 minutes talking about them. But um, all of these areas uh, work in conjunction to eventually get our product to probe where we make sure everything's working correctly. And then they package it all up and we ship it out and gets made into the chips where you, you can buy it commercially. Do you work in alone or do you work in a team? Uh, so I work in a team. Metrology, um, we're comprised of process technicians and equipment technicians. The process technicians handle all of the automation side, I guess you would say, um, and like handling the software side with the movements of how the wafers are tracked and ran on tools, whereas the equipment technicians like myself just maintain the tools and help recover tools when they may have an error or, like I said earlier, need preventative maintenance done or qualifications ran. And do you work with other levels of personnel like engineers or scientists, or do you mostly work with other technicians? Yeah, so I work with uh, engineers, basically everyone uh, that I work with has an engineering degree, whether it be chemical, material science, electrical, mechanical, any of those really. Um, various backgrounds um, amongst that that have, they've worked other places. Um, but uh, yes, I do work with lots of engineers. We have a shift engineer that's on shift because that's what I am, a shift worker. Um, and they, they don't do a ton more different work than the regular process technicians, but uh, they kind of take lead of uh, the shift and will take on a little harder tasks. And so I work with engineers, but um, not in my area are we doing anything kind of crazy in that aspect. You mentioned that you do shift work. How long are your shifts and how many do you do per week? So currently I'm on night shifts on the back end of the week and we have four shifts throughout the week front end, which is uh, Sunday to Tuesday and every other Wednesday. So three days and then four days a week. And then there's the night shift accompanied with that that works the night shift. And then uh, back end of the week would be uh, Wednesday or Tuesday to Saturday and then the night shift. Uh, each of those shifts that you work every day are 12 hour shifts. So 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. or 6 p.m. to 6 a.m., as in my case for night shift. And I'm on back end of the week. So I work every Wednesday through Saturday and then or through Friday. And then uh, every other week it's through Saturday. So I'll work 12, uh, three days a week and then four days a week. And it just flip flops like that every week. So I get my 80 hour uh, paychecks. And um, at Micron, you mentioned that there are a number of different technicians. What might a starting technician expect to make when they come out of community college? So um, when I was brought on full time for my internship, uh, I started out in my current position, metrology, an equipment technician earning 50000 a year uh, base salary. And throughout that and how well you do with their own evaluation of that. You can get bonuses and raises now dependent on how well management perceives that. So, but a uh, base salary starting for my exact position was uh, 50,000 a year. And do you have any opportunities for advancement to move up at Micron? Oh yeah. Uh, there, there's uh, always people moving around. They're really big about uh, their culture there and about learning and 
uh, knowledge and increasing that knowledge. Um, I've had, I've switched shifts a couple different times, but we've had multiple managers come in um, and, and go to different areas um, before I was there. But um, in the time I've been there, my uh, my manager above my supervisor, I've transitioned to a completely different area that I don't think he had any prior knowledge of, but uh, transition over there because he wanted to do that. And I know of a lot of other stories, especially in my facility of people just wanting to try something different and they're able to transfer over to do something like that, as well as above to managerial positions and, and owner positions like that. How has your life changed since you became a technician and moved out of school? What's different now? Uh, pretty much kind of just like thrown into just working all the time. And I'm still going through school um, because I, I still don't have my degree yet. I'm still working towards my associates. I luckily got in uh, working here uh, in a really cool way. I started out doing an internship. They brought me on from Slick after I got my microscopy certificate, which we can talk about in a minute. Um, and I started as an intern. They uh, wanted me to do a year-round internship as compared to some they bring on that's only a summer internship. Like some college students don't take classes for the summer, so they come work at Micron for the, the, uh, the summer semester as an intern and do a project, and they leave in the fall to go back to school. But for me, they brought me on as a year intern kind of as like a pre-hire type thing to kind of fill me out a lot more than just a summer intern. And uh, my trainer, by the time or the two months before my internship was up, actually left. And so they extended uh, his position to me and hired me full time. So I was really lucky to have that happen, but it was really cool. So you mentioned that you're at school at Slick. Uh, what's Slick and what was your educational background before moving on to Micron? Ah, so uh, Slick, forgot you're not in Utah. So uh, Slick is SLCC or Salt Lake Community College. And uh, they're a community college and they have multiple uh, campuses uh, throughout kind of Salt Lake Valley. Um, I attend the Taylorsville campus one. That's where Wes is with all his nano classes. And uh, that's really where I got hooked on it. I was kind of not sure what I wanted to do. And then took the intro to nanotechnology class he offered and it kind of just catapulted into getting the uh, microscopy certificate and pushed me way over to uh, getting that internship in being hired. And what was your work experience uh, before becoming a technician at Micron? Pretty like average teenager, you could say. Uh, I, I worked at a dealership for a couple months. And before that, I worked at a Home Depot as like a, a technician that would get all the carts and help people load their concrete, I, I guess. And so I really didn't have any professional or manufacturing experience. And so the fact I got the internship was amazing. And then the fact I got hired was even more amazing because, I mean... I don't like working, but I love working here. I didn't like working before, but the environment and the people and my day-to-day -day job is just so uh, intriguing, I guess, that I just really like what I do. And so it's, it's awesome. <laughs> you mentioned that you started at Micron in an internship. How did you secure that first internship? Because it seems really key to your position now. 
Yeah. So uh, before Micron owned this facility, it was a joint venture uh, named I am Flash. That's I as an in Indigo, M as in Mike, and then Flash. Um, coincidentally, they were making Flash um, memory. So <laughs> that's the name. Um, but the joint venture was between Intel and Micron, and they were making this the product. And uh, it dissolved. Um, well, I'm sorry. Let me back up. I got the internship to I am Flash because I am Flash was really involved with um, Slick and their microscopy program and certificate. And they had hired interns before um, through that same program um, that I got hired as an intern from. So um, as I was going through my intern or uh, my certificate and was getting close to completion, um, some recruiter from IM Flash was looking for um, metrology students or to hire in metrology. And they had always come to select for interns and they had that turn out successful in the past. So they reached out again and all of us kind of applied for the internship and that we all interviewed for it. And I got it. <laughs> there was, a, I think, there wasn't a lot of us that were taking these classes, I think uh, six in total. So not a lot. And I don't know what it's like now. I haven't really been on campus and haven't taken them. I don't need to, but um, so they reached out from I am flash to, to a slick and then I got it. And so that's how I was able to secure that is they're pretty paired with uh, Salt Lake community college there with their microscopy lab in the Taylorsville campus. What's something unexpected about being a technician that you only learned once you started? So something uh, unexpected um, would be probably the immense price tag that is associated with all of the manufacturing that happens there. Um, just walking around, you I mean, your jaw kind of hits the floor or you're staring at the ceiling because that's kind of the joke we throw around. Um, I say that because we have an automated system that uh, transports all the material along the ceiling in, in the FOOPs I said earlier. They're basically just containers that hold the wafers and these robots run along tracks. So everyone, if you know, you know they're new because they stare at the ceiling. But uh, just you don't really realize how expensive things are until you've kind of been there for a little bit, kind of got the just, especially as an equipment technician and ordering parts, you see the price tag. <laughs> so the major thing was uh, just like how expensive things are like uh, in the photo area, photo, uh, photolithography, um, where they're basically like outlining the, the little features on the wafers. Um, the big scanner tools are, about the length of a school bus and about a hundred million dollars a pop. <laughs> and we have maybe 20 in one photo bay and 10, 15 in another photo bay. And so it's, it's pretty, it's a pretty penny for those, those guys. And, you know, I didn't know that walking around at first, but then, you know, my coworkers were like, Oh yeah, those are pretty expensive. <laughs> How does that um, high amount of technology affect your work day to day? Um, it's kind of interesting because I work around such expensive tools, yet we still run into like generic manufacturing problems and IT problems, which is funny, like systems going down and software not working correctly. So it's funny to be in such an advanced 
um, like facility and like just being around that and still kind of dealing with the nuances of just like technology. It's, it's funny that way. (laughs) What advice would you give to current students or people who want to transition careers to work in the nanotechnology industry like you do? Um, I've heard, um, to like, as you're going through school to try and micro certify yourself. So like I did, I kind of wasn't sure what I wanted to do. And then I, I saw that this certificate, I had to take two extra classes that deviated from my degree and I could get the certificate and I had it before I had my degree and I was able to score a job there. Um, so I really think this is the certificate was kind of like a big step in the foot in the door, I guess you could say, um, as well as just kind of being persistent um, year to year. I heard one story of um, Micron attends events, you know, they'll attend uh, stuff in Silicon Valley, Silicon Slopes here that they like to call it. Um, uh, And just kind of getting out there and just kind of talking to them and just coming back year after year, if it doesn't work, you know, just like being persistent. Cause if you talk to the same guy every year, he'll probably remember you when they come back. Right. Cause I've heard that before and I've heard of people landing jobs like that. So, you know, certifications, being persistent, don't give up if it doesn't happen the first time, you know, usually, you know, if they're hiring people, it's kind of discouraging if you don't get hired. Right. So, but uh, along with being persistent, it's just like watch the job boards for what for what you want. Micron's really good at um, sending out job postings. Um, I provided a link for Micron's uh, like direct job board that Micron posts to, and they post for any job. So there's IT software engineers, there's equipment technicians, process technicians, facility people, uh, warehouse people. There's always jobs happening at Micron. Um, Not to say that people are always leaving Micron, but there's fabs need a lot of people when we're running a lot of product because there's a lot of things happening all the time. This industry is always changing. You're always learning stuff. Product is changing. We're running new product, running tests. So there's a lot of stuff happening. A lot of people need jobs and a lot of people need to help with that. So just watch the job boards and for new listings and stuff like that, that you may want to do. Um, additionally, um, just get involved in, in the field that you're interested in and want to work in. So if you want to get into the semiconductor industry, like Micron is or Intel, right? AMD, stuff like that. Um, just like follow follow them on Instagram, follow, follow their social medias, you know, go to the events that they host or are a part of, you know, kind of get into that um, environment and kind of get used to it. Cause the more knowledge you pose with all of that, I mean, in my interview, they were asking me how an SEM worked or a scanning electron microscope and how the column worked and all that. So they kind of want you to know what you're working with. So, you know, just, being in it, being around it and involved and just persistent, you know, that's most likely probably going to help you. That's a great piece of advice. And we'll make sure to include those links in the show notes uh, at the bottom of the podcast. So Tough, thank you so much for sharing your story about the education that you've gone through and about the work that you do. Oh yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Please, please keep in touch.
Oh yeah, I will. Bye now. Talking Technicians is produced by Mintech, the Micro Nano Technology Education Center, through financial support from the National Science Foundation's Advanced Technological Education Grant Program. Opinions expressed on this podcast do not necessarily represent those of the National Science Foundation. Join the conversation. If you are a working technician or know someone who is, reach out to us at info at talkingtechnicians.org. We're always looking out for great guests to share more stories with you.